Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So this month I have been talking to you guys about vision in some capacity. I started off in the first week talking to you about just imagine. Going back to our childhoods when we used to imagine that the world was our oyster and that there was no limitations, no stops. I even you know, gave the analogy of how an architect first sees the building in their imagination before they actually draw it out, which is what? writing out the vision, making it plain, and then giving it to contractors so that they can run with it and allow the building to manifest, right? And then the second week, I talked to you guys about doing the most and being careful about your circle of friends and the people who are around you that's telling you that you're doing too much. Like, how do you know that I'm doing too much? How do you know that God hasn't just equipped me or saw that I can manage more than you can? Let's realize where we're coming from when we're telling somebody that they're doing the most. Are we doing it with good intentions or are we doing it because we think that they're doing too much and what we're doing is not enough? You know, and I talked to you guys about the parable of the talents at that point. And then last week, I talked to you about the new year, new you, or actually the new year, same you, because nothing has changed in the mindset. We start off the new year every year with these resolutions, talking about what we're going to do and all this other stuff. And then come February, we done fallen off. You know, we said we were going to eat better. And then Valentine's Day rolls up and we eat in several boxes of chocolate versus staying on this new health kicks that we said that we were going to do. And so, you know, I talked about how we got to first change in our minds if we're actually going to change who we are as a person. And all of this discussion, you know, has stemmed from conversations that I have been having with my partner in life, Mr. Anthony Jenkins. And, um, you know, in us just talking about vision for the year and casting vision for the family and us talking about, you know, the things that we are looking forward to, the goals that we're having, like our family model for this year is imagine walking in the promise, right? We've been given this promise and we're believing in it. And so it's like, imagine yourself already there so that you can see that every single day and that you are doing the things that you need to do to actually obtain that and see it manifest whether it is declaring it whether it's writing it down whether it's preparation like Anthony always says how there is a prepared place for a prepared person and so I thought what better way than to bring my hubby along on the episode today to close out this month um, talking about vision and one of the questions or one yeah one of the questions that I want to ask him in particular because I've had this conversation with my friends um, and I've heard other wives you know saying that whether their husband doesn't really have a vision for the family, they never really had that conversation. So I'm bringing him on today because I want him to talk about vision as the husband, you know, understand this, I guess, weight that we put on husbands being the head of the household. And yes, let me put the disclaimer out there. I am speaking to the believers, to the non-believers. You can listen, take heed, you know, hear what I'm saying. You guys can even send in your listener letters, DM me, you know, with your comments, your feedbacks, and that's cool. But just know where I'm coming from. Y'all already know I'm always coming from a perspective of being a believer and my faith is based on the word of God. So without further ado, can you say hello to the people? Hello, people. What's going on? <laughs> so, Anthony, we have been talking all month about vision because in the Jenkins household, that is just something that we do at the beginning of the year. Actually, not in January. We started in December talking about, you know, 
what it is that we are looking forward to in the upcoming year and making plans and preparation for it. So can you share a little bit about our preparation and your role in all of that as the head of the household, the husband, you know, the father? Yeah. So vision to me, vision is it's all it's extremely intentional. Um, vision has to be it's it's a part of faith. You know, it's faith casting. It's it's belief in what you want. Belief is, um, and w- once you cast that vision, it, 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 the intentional part happens when you put tangible principles in place. Like you have to, you cast a vision, you say what you want to do, but it's more than just saying it. It's actual, a lot of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a lot of, um, um, preparation. Like you said, it's putting your faith to work, putting your faith to work and, and, and turning those words into action. Um, it's, it's a continuous thing. It's something that, um, it, it takes gall. It, it's, it's, it can be scary sometimes because a lot of times your vision can be far out. You, sometimes people may not see the vision or the, your spouse or whoever's in your house. Even sometimes you may lose faith in your vision, but, um, it's really just that it's something that you 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 believe for you believe that this is what's going to happen and you walk drive run into it right and all of those are action steps the walking Mm -hmm. the driving the writing it down one of the action steps we took this year which was different because i normally do it by myself but this year we did it as a family was vision boarding so Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that. How was that experience for you? Because that was actually your first time doing yeah, vision first boards. time doing vision boards. Because I'm not, I mean, I'm creative, but I'm I can't, you know, I don't draw very well. You know, I'm not a artsy, crafty type of person. But I knew that there was some statements that I really wanted to put in action this mm-hmm. year. One of the main statements for me was what is success success is when preparation meets opportunity so that Mm. that was like the biggest thing on my board that's the first thing i thought of i'm like building a board around when preparation meets opportunity you know that's gonna be my success this year because i want to be prepared for when opportunity comes when opportunity comes you can't help but eventually you know that is success right there yeah, it's not. It's nothing more than being prepared. When someone calls you, mm-hmm. hey, like I'm, I'm, I'm on a baseball team, right? And I'm, I'm not a starter. They have what they call a designated hitter, or just I'm someone that's gonna come in for somebody. It's not. It's no better feeling than for your coach to say, Ah, uh, Jenkins, I need you to come in, fill in right now for him. Right. Cause you never know when you're gonna get called. You never know. You never but know. the greatest feeling is to know, like, oh. He called me. I'm gonna come up here and knock this ball out the port. Because you've been practicing, right? Because you've been practicing. You are prepared. prepared. It's nothing mm-hmm. worse than not being prepared for when your name is called. Right. Your name is called to come out there, and you are gonna go out there and strike out. I might as well just left your behind on the bench. Right. You might as well. That that feel worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's nothing better than to be prepared when they do call you up and you knock it out the park and you hit a home run. They like, I'm so glad I called on you. Right. You saved the day. You saved the team. That's that's a better feeling than the person that's the starter that's hitting every single day. But what you said right there is a whole word within itself, because a lot of us, because we may be the second string, the red shirts, the ones that are sitting on the bench, we feel less than. 
But instead, we could look at that as an opportunity or a season of preparation. We may be sitting on the bench, but it's our opportunity to be preparing ourselves for when that point comes, when we get called upon. And like you said, if you haven't, if you're soaking in your feelings and not preparing yourself and feeling bad or feeling less than or unqualified because you're sitting on the bench and then the coach is like, oh, the starter is injured. I need you, but you ain't been preparing. Then what? <laughs> you're going to get let go off the team. <laughs> That the, the guy that got hurt, he's going to have his spot. He's going to come back and continue to play. But you are probably going to lose your op- – you're not – you know, they're going to be like, all right, I'm not going to call this person on anymore. Right. Preparation did not meet opportunity Preparation didn't meet opportunity, and that's not success. It's that – I mean, I don't like to say failure, but when a lot of times – I mean, that's a hard lesson to learn. Right. That's a hard lesson to learn when you're called upon and you're not prepared for it. Those are some of the toughest pills to swallow. You know what I mean? I remember someone asked me a question about something that I wasn't prepared to answer. Mm. And I had to swallow that. And it was like, then I went, I went and found the answer. And I had all this gall and this braveness. And I was like, oh, I'm going to call her back and tell her this the answer. But God said, no, because you wasn't ready. So now you're in your flesh and you just want to prove a point. Mm. But you wasn't ready when it was presented to you. So now you need to sit, understand that learn from that and never get caught slipping no more. Right. You know, so that's what I had to do. I sat back and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just be prepared when someone asks me something. Right. The, and the, the question, it was something that was, it pertains to my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that I do, but, um, you just it, wasn't prepared for yeah, it. I just wasn't prepared to answer a question about something that is, you know, prevalent in my life but that's also another lesson that's a lesson in always learning right so that you can grow that you're always increasing and expanding yourself in knowledge in every area of your life sometimes we feel like we've hit this peak in our lives where oh there's nothing more for me to learn that's a bad place to be because you can always learn you can always grow you can always be preparing yourself there's that saying that if you're always ready you don't ever have to get ready you know what i'm saying if you're if you're always preparing yourself like you said success is when preparation meets opportunity and I think that that is a great model and that's a great little nugget to share with the people so what about Anthony in in regards to you know being prepared for the opportunities when it comes what would you what encouragement would you have to say for wives because this is something that I've heard in a lot of wife groups I've heard this you know at you know, a lot of different, you know, places that I've gone to where conversations are about relationships and marriage. And one of the main things that I hear wives talk about is when we get on this top, this topic of vision and saying whether or not their husband cast a vision and they'll use the scriptures you know where there is no vision the people perish and so wives are like well I don't know what the vision is they haven't said it and for me as a wife well I've asked the question well have you ever asked what the vision is have you had this conversation and I honestly I'm gonna just put it out there to you guys to the listeners I don't know what that feels like have being in a relationship where there's no vision being casted I have been blessed with a a husband who is a visionary sometimes the amount of visions that he's pouring at me I'm like okay God how this this a lot hold on can we slow down you know so I I can't relate to that but I want to know do you have some words of encouragement for the wives what if you you know you have friends 
not all of your friends are necessarily like you. They may cast vision differently. Can you talk about that first? Can you talk about the different ways that that a husband may be trying to cast vision in the house? Uh, well, I'll say this first. Vision, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't, it comes from everyone. Everyone has vision. Mm -hmm. If you see, you got vision. If you dream, you have vision. You know, it's not just solely based on what the man says. A lot of my vision comes from conversation with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There can be conversation that I have with you that sparks an idea in me mm -hmm. to say, hey, this is maybe we should go about and doing this. You know what I mean? I think it's it's the level of um, just wherever people meet. You know what I mean? And and, and there are sometimes like, you know, I know we was talking about you know, driving, mm -hmm. you know, let's just say the man is driving in this instance. Yeah. Um, I'm driving. Um, sometimes there's so much going on as a man or I, on I, the road, <laughs> on the road. There's so much on the road, right? We, we're driving 60 miles now. And how many times, sometimes you might feel like life is just all over the place. Right. You know, and it's true. It's true for women. It's true for men. You know, um, life is all over the place. There, there are cars speeding, there's, you know, traffic lights, all kind of stuff, school zones, slow down, speed up, move out the way. It's raining, it's snowing, it's sleet, you know, uh, uh, squirrels running in the street, you know, playing, you're playing dances, you know, they dancing in front of you. You don't know, there's a lot going on. I wear glasses, you know, sometimes my glasses get foggy, right. you know, I might need my glasses to be clean. I can't, you know, sometimes I have a passenger in you. That's sitting next to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, sometimes, true story, I can be driving and I'm like, I wish Hannah would just look up where we're going to go and just put it in her phone and just put, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just, it's like, she just sit there and it's like, I'm just, so you want me to drive? You want me to look up the directions? You want me to, to do everything? Try to figure this all out by myself? But that's not, that's not what we were created for, you know, especially if we husband and wife. Right. Husband and wife is here to assist one another. You know what I mean? So as a spouse, as my wife, you know, or as a wife, you, what, one of the things you can do to assist vision is kind of like, you know, hey, let me help you out. Right. Let me let me put the directions in. All right. The directions kind of say maybe we can go here, such and such and such. And they'd be like, oh, thank you so much. You know, but there's so many ways that um, wives can 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 help if they want their husband to be the main caster, but sometimes it's not that way. Sometimes the wife can cast a vision or can ask a court, like, what do you think about this? You know, this is what I'm getting. How do you feel about this? You know what I mean? And a lot of times you'll get response unless you have a man that's kind of like, you don't say what, tell me what to do. I'm, you know, I, I, I haven't met that person. I don't know any guys that's like that. I mean, there may be some out there that, that are that way. Um, I don't think that's working as a team or in right. partnership, uh, my personal opinion, but I believe team and partnership, not one thing is solely on one person ever. Right. You know what I mean? Not one thing is solely on one person, especially if you're in, in, in together, mm -hmm. you know, you're there to help and assist each other. So if he's focused on driving, focused on doing what he's doing, sometimes if that vision isn't coming, maybe he needs it to come from you. Maybe he needs you to put it in your phone. Maybe he needs you to, to look some things up. Maybe he needs you to say, hey, maybe we should turn here. Maybe we should do this here. 
How do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? In a way that uh, it can be received and communicate the way you would want to be communicated with. Not turn here or, hey, I think this is the turn coming up. You know, instead of you just in your own world, you know, twiddling your your thumbs and you looking out to the side like he don't even know where he going. And this is this is real life because when you and I are driving someplace, you know, I'll be on my phone and we're going to a, a new destination and you'll be like, Hey Hannah, can you put it in the in you know, put it in the GPS? And I'm like, in my mind, and I ain't gonna lie to y'all, I'm being transparent. I'm like, use your phone. And you like, so you want me, you fuss at me for being on my phone while I'm driving and I'm asking you to put in the directions. Okay. And so then, and I have to, I have to check myself though. I have to check myself in the moment. So, and and put Put it because, right. But I, I do it. But in that, but I'm saying in that (laughs) moment, yes, I, I lose focus because I'm so caught up and I, I will being transparent, I'm going I'm to be honest that I am so used to you taking the lead that a lot of times that I forget that you all you still need my assistance. You know what I'm saying? That I, and I'm here to help. And and on this line, I, I do. I want you, you know, to share. And this is just us being transparent. But there was a time that, you know, you had to express to me, Hannah, I want you to ask me what the vision is. You don't like this isn't something that I've always done. Like us sitting down and talking about the vision. We didn't do that early on in our relationship. I, I, there were years. I mean, we're about to celebrate 14 years of marriage. You know, there were years in our earlier stages of marriage that that wasn't happening. And so talk about that. Talk about how that was frustrating to you that I wasn't even coming to ask what the vision was. I mean, yeah. Cause it felt if it, 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 and back then it did feel like it was just not interest, you know. So mm-hmm. when there's no interest, it felt as if it was I was just on my own regarding right. it, you know. And when you're on your own, that means that you're on your own. That means there's two separate plans going on here, true. you know. Because if Very you're true. not on my page, then you're on your page, mm-hmm. you know. And if I'm not on your page, then I'm on my page. Like we just two two individuals going our our separate ways. We we. We might not two be going separate ways. We might be in, we're, we're in two different lanes. Yeah. And it's better for us to be in the same lane. And that's division. Yeah, that's division, mm-hmm. you know, because it's divided. It's right. a divided vision. Um, We have to be on the same page, be on the same vision, you know, and. But and I don't think that that's something that's taught, though, either in, in marriage. I I mean, I don't know what kind of marriage counseling our listeners have gone through. I don't know what kind of upbringing, you know, what you saw your parents do that you practice in your marriage as well. But I know for me personally, I never saw my mom and dad when they were married. I never saw them sit down and talk about vision together. So as a wife, a young wife, I didn't know to do that. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of that. I didn't see my parents sit down and talk. My daddy did what he was going to do. Right. You know, my, my mom just followed along and did whatever. And went along with it. And that's what they knew how to do. Right. And that's what a lot of our parents knew what to do. Mm-hmm. But today is different. You know, I you can go fast. You know, you can you you, you can go fast by yourself, right by yourself. Mm-hmm. you know, but you go far together. Right. You know what I mean? There's longevity and that together togetherness, you know, and that's something that we've grown to learn. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We're we're growing. We're learning. We can't continue to keep doing the same thing. 
every generation right, and expect can't. different results. Right. There were things that happened three, four generations ago that we don't like as as African-American people. You know what I mean? Right. There are just three, four generations that we did not like. And for us to change those things, we have to do different things. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are there are principles that our ancestors have that they have that we want to um, continue to carry on, but not everything. You know what I mean? And even in, in just the whole school of man and woman, you know what I mean? Women have rights today that they did not have 50 years ago. Yeah. You know, 60 years ago, they didn't have those rights. So back then, yeah, yeah, 60 years ago, my granddaddy, yeah, my my mom, my grandma did whatever my granddaddy said because she didn't even have the right to vote. Right. You know what I mean? Now, that's not the case. Now we have a woman vice president who is like, no, I'm empowered. I can do this. This is what I can do. I'm 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 capable of doing this. I'm capable of earning the same thing that this CEO, CEO makes. If I'm a CEO, you know, we're realizing these things and we have to realize that in marriage as well. I have a question with you saying that. Do you think that there's anything wrong or do you see anything wrong with a woman, a married woman in the household being the one to cast the vision for the house? Because you said earlier that we both see, we both have vision. It doesn't always have to come from the husband. So if a woman feels that, you know, her husband isn't casting vision, and she thinks that she has to take that up upon herself. Do you think there's anything wrong with that? It depends on the heart. You know what I mean? Okay. It's not a, I'm going to do it because he ain't doing it. That's yeah. bad. That's a bad place. Right. You know what I mean? It's I'm going to do it because I believe this is what's best for my family. You know what I mean? It's like, just like I said, driving. He's driving. He don't know where he's going. I'm just going to tell him where to go because he don't know where he's going. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's or, the heart posture. Or, or is it? I'm finna tell him where to go because I don't want us to crash. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want us to survive. I want us to thrive. I want us to get to our destination. I want us to get to the destination. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, hey, you know, this is this is this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. And this is how I come to to you. I don't tell you like this is what we finna do, this final. I say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. We can do this, 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 this. And I leave room for discussion. If it's not a, you know, my way or the highway. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It is room for discussion. Matter of fact, I love healthy discussion because that sharpens my iron. It helps me to understand what my why. It, because I just can't cast vision and not have a, a, a purpose behind it or not have a plan behind it. So if you ask me questions, it develops my plan. It develops the, the action steps. It develops, you know, just like the purpose of the entire thing, you know, because if I can't back it up, then it's like, well, Maybe I need to, okay, well, that's a good, okay, yeah, yeah. And that's how the two can help shape the vision, shape the vision, you know what I yeah. mean? The two of you can help shape it. The two of you can help mold it. You know, it, it, it's never just on one person. And it shouldn't, it, it shouldn't be shouldn't on be. one, one it person. It shouldn't be all on one person. Because you are in a partnership. This is a marriage. You're doing it together. Yes, there is someone who is going to take the lead, but you, there also needs to be a support system. There also needs to be someone there that is 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 praying just as much, that is a, a part of the vision just as much, and that is actually moving out on it. And I would say that, you know, at least in our relationship, and I can only speak from our experience, is that 
the one of the reasons why the vision works in our house is because there is communication there there's over communication in our house and it's not because of me it's mainly because of you because you are an over communicator i'm the communicator so here's the deal <laughs> when it, it there, there are there are, i've know i know men that aren't communicators i know women that aren't communicators but the stereotype is that mostly men don't really communicate mm-hmm. so somebody has to communicate so if there's a spouse a wife Let's just say a wife that communicates mm-hmm. and her husband doesn't communicate. You got to ask yourself, how much of a communicator are you? Because if you communicate, then you should be able, able to, to communicate, communicate to, your, to husband. your husband. Yeah. And you, you, you find strategic ways to get what you need out of him. Just like I tell you, Hannah's not the, the most, you know, she's not. The I haven't been. I, I am a work in progress, y'all. She's a work in progress. <laughs> She's not the communicator in the relationship. But I don't like her anything because I'm the com- I'm a communicator. So if I need something and from you her, gonna get what you need. I'm going to go and get what I need. I but will that's find, a word right there. I will find strategic ways, not being disrespectful to her because right. you uh, common wisdom will tell you if I strike you or you know if I'm not being wise in my words, you I'm not gonna get nothing out of you. Right. You're, you're gonna, gonna shut you down. That you know what I mean? That's not good communicate. That's no. not a good communicator. That is a dictator. That's somebody who thinks more highly of themselves. That's not a good communicator. Good right. communicators communicate. You know what I mean? I can get something out of the next person. You know what I mean? I do the same with my kids. I talk to them. I'm like. But the Bible tells you that. It says, dwell with your spouse according to knowledge. Like, at some point, whether you just got and it's into not the dwell, marriage. It's not dwell with your wife. Dwell with your It's dwell with your spouse, whoever that is. Right. And it's. And, and the thing is, is that whether you've only been in the marriage for a year or you've been in the marriage for 60 years, you got some knowledge, whatever knowledge of that person you have, that is how you should dwell with them. So if you know that they're not a big communicator, then maybe this is where you need to go and learn something about how to dwell with a non-communicator, how to get them to open up and to talk and to discuss. Because at the end of the day, the only way anything is going to work in the marriage is if communication is happening. I'll tell you what, the biggest way to do it is humility. Very humility. True. You Very go to true. the person and you ask them questions. I, I'll ask Anna questions or I'll, I'll say, hey, this is how I feel. How do you what, what do you think about that? Right. And if she doesn't have an answer, it's OK. Then I'll continue. And then I'll ask her, what do you think about this? I didn't marry a mute. You didn't marry. I'm sorry. You didn't marry someone that doesn't speak. Right. Now, if you marry someone that doesn't speak. now let me say this but you still have a way to communicate you still have ways to communicate people find ways to communicate yes whether you write it down whether you you know draw pictures however you and that person you and that person had some type of communication in order to get together exactly so whatever was working (laughs) there's a way for you to communicate now there's a person that just can't communicate that person probably is just not you know what i mean but that's that's when you get to a point of like being selfish if that because and then you always tell me to to tread lightly when i quote (laughs) this but i think it is very true and a long time ago i heard pastor creflo dollar say that the reason why people get divorced is because either one or both parties didn't what were selfish that they didn't know how to submit and you can take that however you want 
But the reason why I quote it all the time is because the truth that I find in that statement is, is that in order for any relationship, not just marriage, but in order for any relationship to work and for people not to part their ways, both parties have to be willing to be selfless and submit to one another enough to find the compromise, enough to find the middle ground. If there's one person who's just like, nah, I'm going to stay in my feelings. You said this and that. And you don't want to humble yourself and want to forgive or want to move on. Then that's you holding on to something and not being willing to submit. And so, yeah, how can the two walk together except they agree? We can't agree now because now you are failing to to hold on to let go. You know what I'm saying? You're failing to be a part of the solution, the resolution. So, but communication is key. And there won't be any vision without communication. Right. There there won't be, you know, a part of the communicating of a vision is, is that you're supposed to write it down. That is a form of communication, writing it down. So if you haven't figured out how to communicate with your spouse or what you all need to do, there's no way that the vision is going to be made plain for everyone that's a part of that vision, the wife, the husband, the children, whoever's in that household, they can't run with it, right? Nope. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, I thank you for, for coming on here today and, and sharing your thoughts as a husband about communication, or not communication, but about vision, because I think it's important. I Like I said, in in all of my different areas, like just speaking with friends or speaking with other wives, I feel like this is something that constantly comes up. And, you know, for me, like I said, I can't fully relate because of the fact that, you know, you and I, this is something that we sit down and do. We didn't always do it that way, but I've always felt that you were a visionary. Like that's not something that I ever felt that I needed to worry about with you. But it was on me, as you mentioned earlier, and, and, and us being transparent, where I wasn't asking about the vision. I just kind of expected it to come. And it was like, okay, so this is what we doing. But I was also struggling. And this is something else that I think, you know, that we all need to check ourselves about sometimes. I struggled with always trying to know what my purpose was. So I didn't really understand that there was like this vision for the family. And within the vision for the family, your purpose is defined throughout that. And so when you're over here so focused on yourself, you're not participating in the vision. And that could be the place of some husbands trying to still figure out what is my purpose? How is my what? How do I fit in into this? Yeah, I'll just say this last thing. And this is for husbands, wives, everyone, anyone that wants to that sees themselves or want to cast vision. It's you just can't be afraid to do it. You can't be afraid to be wrong. You can't be afraid to mess up you can't be afraid to to drop the ball matter of fact you can be afraid but don't be so afraid that you it, it shuts your mouth right. or it shuts your dream it, it you shuts stagnant. down um your your action plan you know yeah you, you just put it out there and just go we for have it not been given the spirit of fear understand what that means the spirit of fear you may be fearful in doing something but you don't have the spirit of fear which means that you can do it afraid Stepping out on faith, stepping into the unknown, that is what faith is. If you already knew the guarantees, if you already knew how it was going to work out, then faith would not be required. So it's okay. When Peter stepped out on the water, he was fearful. 
And then his doubt is what caused him to start sinking because that fear overcame him. We have to not allow the fear to overcome us to the point where we don't take action, whatever that action may be. Don't let it shut your mouth. Don't let it shut your mouth. Don't let it stop you from writing. Don't let it stop you from talking. Don't let it stop you from stepping out, doing whatever it is that you need to do. But I thank you. I thank you for this conversation. It was wonderful. I hope you guys got something out of the podcast today. It is always my prayer that you do. Please provide feedback. I love to hear it. You guys can send your listener letters into hannahsworld00 at gmail.com. You can connect with me through DM on Instagram at hannahsworld00. I am also on Facebook um, at hannahsworld. So there are multiple ways for you to get in contact with me. And listen, subscribe, share with your friends if you thought that this was a powerful message and you want to get it out there. I appreciate you. Until next time, peace out.